This is Marvel 616 Politics, issue 27, with Eric Lyncher and Charles Xavier. My good friend, how are you? I'm well, Eric. How are you? I am good, as you know. I believe because I've I'm seen... psychic. I knew that. I thought you weren't psychic. I thought you were telekinesis or something. Telepathic? Am I right? I'm sorry, I did not hear you. <laughs> Charles, you kidder. So. Are you telepathic or telekinesis or telekinetic? What is the difference there? <laughs> Charles, welcome to Marvel 616 Politics. So, Thank um, you, Eric. Jared asked me to be here in his stead. Um, uh, we're supposed to intro, and uh, I'm looking at the list here. It looks like we're supposed to catch up. What, uh, what do you have to catch up about? Oh, well, Jared has heat now. So that is very exciting. He has what? Teeth? He's always had teeth. But he's also got heat now. Ah, uh, yes. I was wondering about that as well. Heat. How did that come about? I heard, I listened to the last episode or issue as it's being called now. And I saw that Jared did not have heat. Uh, Charles, why didn't you just use your telepathy and force those people to come and give him heat. Eric, I have ethics. I have morals. I just don't do those kind of things. Well, what do you do? I mean, you, you seem to use your ethics and morals whenever they suit you. Well, I can't help it. I've been written incorrectly the past five years. Oh, so it's all the writers and editors' fault you're saying. Well, I was a saint for 40 years. And now, all of a sudden, everything I've done has been for my own personal gain and because I'm just a horrible man. <laughs> well, we all knew that. But now you see the value in what we do. Oh, Eric, how I miss Chris Claremont. <laughs> Claremont was a wuss. You know that. Yes, he made you good. <laughs> he made me good. <laughs> That's right. He was a wuss. I'm not good through and through. How about yourself? What is new with you, Mr. Lencher? Or should uh, I say Max Eisenhart? You can call me any number of names. I go by any number. You can call me Magnus, which I I don't really like that. How about Pookie? <laughs> Who am I? Am I somebody's huggable teddy bear? Pookie Lencher. <laughs> I think that that's a terrible idea. Who came up with this idea? I need to talk to Jared. What time will he be back anyway? God willing, I pray soon. <laughs> well, uh, I can honestly say that I recently went on a trip. A ski trip, Charles. You would have liked it. Is that a because I can't walk joke? Uh, I lost track. You can walk, you can't walk. Who knows? You're right. No, that wasn't. I mean, you could go down. We could somehow. I, I am the master of magnetism, Charles. 
I very much could easily affix some sort of sled contraption onto your hover chair. Actually, I think I can walk right now. I've been able to walk for a little bit, so I should be paralyzed pretty soon. <laughs> well, we all know how that goes. If you would let me, I, I've told you several times before, Eric, uh, Charles, I've told you before, all you need to do is let me graft adamantium to your legs, and I could walk you around for a bit. We could go for a walk every day. So I could be your puppet. Not puppet, puppy. A puppy? Puppy, yes. I would take you for walks. Now listen here, Pookie. <laughs> I am not Pookie. Let's 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 thank some people here. This is Marvel Six One Six Politics Issue Twenty Seven. I'm told, and uh, our sponsor, of course, uh, for this podcast that Eric, uh, <laughs> that Jared and Andy have put together is um, what is it? DCB Service Discount Comic Book Service. Yes, I like DCB service, except when they undersell my books. What do you mean? Well, take take X-Men Magneto Testament, for example. 40% off cover price? I'll give them 40% off. That sounds good. What do you mean that sounds good? That sounds terrible. 40% I, off? I, I should be incalculably profit-making. I am the best villain. Um, let's not screw over our sponsor, Magneto. I really believe that this sponsor needs to have a little bit more foresight. I mean, it's a supply and demand issue. Ah, now I understand. You're saying this because you're Magneto. I am Magneto. Charles was good, and now he's talking like Dr. Doom. <laughs> who's, who's Doom? I hate Doom. <laughs> I hate that guy. Doom. He has nothing. Nothing! So, Pookie, why should we go to DCBService.com? Well, you should go because you're lame. <laughs> did you see what I did there? <laughs> lame. <laughs> because you need a discount. I'm deep breathing. <laughs> Uh, sigh, you've given up already. Why do you ask questions you already know the answer to? You know, I am thinking about giving you my position once I'm gone. Ah, from the X-Men? Aren't you pretty much gone anyway? God has been a changed man ever since Gene's death. You of all people know how fast the weather can change. I... Are you talking about Storm now? I'm, I'm not sure what you mean. Don't let it control you. Don't let... What control me? Charles, you're, you're not making sense. So are you playing some sort of glass slash plastic chess game with me? Well, let's you know just how say I, I hate know that. a little girl who can walk through walls. What does that what what does that mean? Eric, what have you done? What do you want her for? <laughs> what are you talking about, Charles? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry, Eric. I was just scrolling through my quotes on realmovienews.com. <laughs> you may be wondering where Andy and Jared are, but I say, I tell you, we are the future Charles, not them. They no longer matter. You can stay here. We can protect you from Magneto. 
<laughs> those are terrible quotes. You are, <laughs> Do you feel as though those are good? I'm Charles Xavier. Would you like some breakfast? <laughs> Charles, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with Andy and Jared whenever they come back? Please, if you're listening now, call immediately. 616-755-TINA. Ask them questions. Have them never get guests on again. Or Facebook them at facebook.com slash marvel616politics. And of course, you can always email them at marvel616politics at gmail.com or follow them on Twitter. Interact with them at twitter.com slash 616politics. I believe they also have a regular website at marvel616politics.com. They do, but no one ever goes there. I mean, it just hosts the show. Well, I am psychic, you know. Uh, see, this Charles, I don't understand. You're psychic or you're telepathic? I'm looking for hope. We found hope. We have hope. What are you talking about? The five lights yeah, and all that. Hope. It is not capitalized hope. It is lowercase hope. Well, I have to say, I don't think you're going to find hope with the way Scott is going. He's leaning more toward my direction. You know we're going toward another Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. My people brought you here for medical attention. What? <laughs> Are you still going through quotes? Yes, of course. You know what? I'm starting to think that this is... This is something I don't want to do again. <laughs> there are more... There are more powerful mutants out there. Why should this one be so important? Which one? Charles, I, I, I recommended you for this because I thought you would know what I'm saying beforehand. I'm not wearing my helmet. Oh, well, I should have just shut your mind down then, Pookie. Hey, guys, what's what's going on here? What? Oh, Char uh, Charles? Eric, I sense Jared and Andy are back. Charles, Eric, what are you doing? What are you... Dude, Bolly, move it. <laughs> Jared, I think you need to be a little bit more kind to uh, the leader of the X-Men. He's not the leader. That's, That's right. right. He's not the leader. <laughs> Scott is the leader now. Eric, can we, you know, I think we need to be civil here for uh, a second. Yes, yeah, civil. Right. <laughs> oh, if only you knew, old man. If only you knew what Emma was planning. Okay, all right. I think that's enough. Thank you guys for filling in. I'm looking for hope. Right. Charles, uh, yeah. Um, thank you. Yes, we, we all are. You know, if we find that hope, we'll let you know, okay? And I, you I, don't I, like him? Dude, uh, Charles, chill. Get out of here. Stop reading from the internet. Are they gone? Yeah, I just pushed him down the stairs. He's Jared. What are you doing? I just like him in the, the hover chair from the 90s, so that's my professor. Oh, 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 I see. So he was in his chair. No, he wasn't. Now he is. Oh, you pushed him down the stairs and he's crawled into his chair somehow? Well, he because he, he can't walk anymore. Jared, this is terrible. How Dude, that was the best Charles. <laughs> what about the one from uh, Wolverine and the Iceman? I thought you liked him. Yeah, he was cool, but 90s, like Jim Lee, Professor Xavier, he was the bomb. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about the cartoon. Oh, no. This is ridiculous. You know, why in the world, did, why were we so late anyway? 
What were you? What'd you have going on? Oh, I was baking. What are you baking? Tarts. <laughs> Tarts? <laughs> Where were you? Where was I? I was finishing up for the podcast. I thought you said start 10 p.m. your time. But here you are starting at 8.30. No, I'm very punctual. What do you mean? I, oh, yeah, I was late, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still had to pick out my Tina Awards. You haven't picked out your Tina Awards? No, I have now. I mean, that's what I was oh. doing. Well, I mean, I really wouldn't be shocked if you haven't. Oh, thanks a lot. You know, <laughs> I I do a lot, okay? <laughs> oh. I know you've got like a whole orphanage at your house, right? How many kids do you have now? Like yeah. seven? Yeah, 17. 17, okay. <laughs> Jeez, <I'm pissed. laughs> Well, I, I don't think you could get any more rude to our guests. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i heard uh i overheard i was listening on the stream um obviously uh you you have heat now huh that's what charles yes, was saying yeah 48 days and now we've got heat hey congrats i'm glad you you know you're you made it to the 1800s yeah i'm moving on up <laughs> yes that's fantastic yeah we've got heat now and uh pursuing the class action lawsuit so it's pretty cool are you really yeah yeah they uh they're in california and they gave me uh they emailed me and they said they want to hear more about what i have to say who did the people that are doing the class action lawsuit oh so you went out who filed it oh um some people out in california because that's where they're based out of so uh we're about to be the proud owners of a home protection company. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's cool. I hope you can run it better than uh, everybody else. Well, yeah, so I got heat and all that good stuff, but I heard that you you took a trip. What was that all about? Yeah, you know, Eric got a little confused with my notes uh, that I had lying out here. You know, I take extensive notes for this podcast, and so, you know, I outlined my trip and everything, and he was saying it was his. No. Miss Jacqueline and I, my wife, went skiing with another couple, actually my boss at work and his wife. And, um, yeah, it was uh, it was intense because I had the flu and I started getting over it. And on the drive up, he got the flu and he was running a fever and having chills. And then uh, his wife got the flu while we were there. We tried to ski. Jackie pummeled into me and 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 uh nearly killed me and then got a migraine <laughs> like man all her guts went up like into her head because she hit me on her stomach and everything just must have went bleh. oh gosh <laughs> on the way on the way out she was she was like andy i'm, I'm really not feeling well and i oh the <laughs> poor girl the poor girl she vomited all in their car and everything so because she had a migraine from it, so oh, like gosh. it, yeah, she hit me so hard that it, it it jarred a migraine, and she lost like like when she gets a migraine, she loses parts of her vision. Mm. And so, um, yeah, so it was uh, it was pretty rough. Nobody had fun skiing. Um, yeah, I was. I yeah, I was getting. You know, I was getting it. It was. It, it was actually. Jackie hadn't gone and. About uh, nine years. I hadn't gone in nine years. Um, the my boss had never gone, 
So uh, it was uh, it, it was interesting. Oh, we also got the car stuck on the side of a mountain uh, in the ice. <laughs> First oh, night, 11.15, we're getting into the cabin because we rented a cabin in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. And, uh, dude, I'll make this story short, but we, we try to go and, and run it. We find out that the Nissan Armada only has rear-wheel drive, not four-wheel drive. Uh-oh. So the the front wheels got off the ice, but the back wheels kept spinning, and we started sliding back and then going back, and then finally we tried to ramp it again, and it didn't work, and we got stuck. We got one wheel oh. over a curb, and then, like, it's, you know, it's like 11.45. Jackie and I are, are hiking to the cabin, hoping it's not that far of a distance from where the car is. The other couple stayed with the car. And uh, they tried desperately to call for roadside assistance and couldn't get anybody. And we saw a flatbed truck over at one of the cabins. And so I heroically, just as Spider-Man would, uh, knocked on on the door and asked uh, the man who came out and yelled at us if he could help us. Who's out there? Who's out there? (laughs) <laughs> and this guy had to be like early 70s. And I'm sure behind the door he had a shotgun pointed right. <laughs> and this guy finally came out and helped. He was the grumpiest old man in the world. And he was like whenever he would get frustrated, he would start talking about Obama. <laughs> that man is stealing our future. I'm not for this country. And we're like, you know, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, we're not really Obama supporters. And he was like, he, he's taking it. If I tell you what, if you was Obama and you came knocking on my door, I would have shut the door on your face. And we're like, oh, whoa, whoa. whoa. Like, Thank you, sir, for helping us. Uh, and so anyway, long story short, I mean, this story went on. This situation went on for a couple hours. He got his truck stuck. We couldn't get the chains on his car because he couldn't get up the ice or the chains on his tires. So we had to get the chains on his dually without moving the car, which we had to use a crowbar to put him over the wheels. And he like kept sliding underneath his car. And we were like, holy cow, don't get under there. You were going, your car is going to slip and you're going to die. So, <laughs> but Man, he he said some. He was he was not a kind man toward our uh, our president. Mm. Now, I mean, I I don't agree with the president's politics, but I'm not one to say he belongs in the grave. So, you know, right. yeah. Well, I'm glad he helped you out, though. Yeah, yeah. He was very he was very nice. We offered to pay him. He said no, no, no. So we got him a gift card and left it on his car when we left. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was a it was a nice gift card to a steakhouse. So, Ruth's Chris. No, Alamo, which I had never been to. Mm, never heard of that. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not everywhere. It's not in Louisiana. He's like, I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, he probably killed his breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> I don't know what this is, but I know it had a face. <laughs> <laughs> so I ate the face, too. And I ate your face, too. 
Oh man. So, phew, that's my story. I uh I got to say the um that Eric and Charles thing might end up as an extra uh ep- issue 27.5. <laughs> no, we should do it like Marvel. Oh, point one. one. Yeah. Ooh, good call. Good call. I'll write that down. <laughs> You can write that one down and take it to the bank. Take it to the bank! Oh, I don't know what they're going to do with it there, though, but you can take it there. So now we're ripping on the president? Is that what this has come to? I ha- that has nothing to do with the bank, with the president. No, that's his famous quote. You can take that to the bank. President Obama? Yeah. I thought his favorite quote was, uh... <laughs> wow. He just, you I know, mean, he's a, he's a you, nice guy, but he says, uh, like every two seconds. Do you know how many fans we're going to lose? I mean, we just made over 700 and now we're down to 350, I'm sure. All right. Well, Andy, why don't you go ahead and cut that part out? Because <laughs> <laughs> I would hate to do so much work to get these fans and now we do lose them. Right. Because of Marvel 616 politics. Well, that's interesting, you know, that you're telling me about your weekend, Andy, because that leads us into a new segment we're going to be doing tonight. Well, okay, Ask I, I heard about it. Oh, I'm sorry. I stepped on it. Go for it. Ask Andy. Now, I heard about this segment. I heard rumors. What's the deal? Well, I just felt like maybe some people on the body politic don't know the great Andy Kirby as well as I maybe do. And maybe there's some things I don't know. So I thought this might just be a good, you know, quick rapid fire um, question and answer period. You can say your answer really quickly and give a detail if you want. But uh, if not, that's fine, too. Oh, boy. I'm nervous already. We've got eight questions. Okay. Eight. I can do them. All right. All Hit right. Me. Number one, Andy, your least favorite comic book character. Ooh, least favorite comic book character? Herc. For the... The who 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 is Herc? Hercules. There we go. All right. I'm sorry. Just in, in case you know, for people that are on a you know first name basis with him, that yeah. don't call him Herc. That guy sucks. He's yeah. terrible. <laughs> All right, Andy. What do you do for fun? I. Ooh, for fun. Uh, I like to fish, but I don't get to fish. Um, in in reality, for fun, I either read comics or um play with my kids. Good one. All right. Or kiss my wife. That's cool, too. I like that. After she pukes all over you. Hey, whoa, whoa. Now you got this terrible picture. My wife is hot. No, but didn't you say that she slammed into you and threw up all over you? No, no, no. She slammed into me, causing a migraine, which later on the on the road. Uh-oh. Yeah. On, okay. the, on the road, her migraine causes nausea, and she had nice. to vomit within a vomit bag. Okay, see, well, that clears everything up, because what I see is you on the slopes, Jackie's on the slopes, she hits you so hard, she, like, spews all over you, and I'm like, what an awful story. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot edit this in front of her now. (laughs) (laughs) But now, but thank you, I'm glad you cleared that up, because maybe other people thought that, too. Yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, I can see that. All right, good. All right, uh, favorite Spider-Man villain? Ooh, oh, favorite Spider-Man villain. I like, oh, dude, I like the spot. 
Um, Spot, really? He's not my favorite. I, I think probably my favorite is 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 Venom. Yeah, I think my favorite's Venom. I know that's kind of cliche, and I know that's kind of frowned upon also at the same time. But I really, and I'm talking about the Eddie Brock Venom, you know. That's what I was gonna ask. Which Venom? Yeah. Okay. What uh, is your favorite video game and system? Um, NES Mega Man 3. Yeah. Old school, baby. <laughs> yeah. Really old school. All right. Now, I know there have been many, but give us a short, quick, defining moment in your life. A defining moment? Yeah. I know you've had many, but just give us one. Okay. I'll tell you one of my regrets. How about that? Okay. Okay. I was refereeing, refing a soccer game. I don't know if you knew this, but I was a referee for, um, you know, club soccer. And um, I made a bad call. And both teams were being very belligerent throughout the entire game. And I did not regret making that bad call because we all make mistakes. Mm -hmm. But to make up for that bad call, I purposely made another bad call to <laughs> to even it out like i made a bad call for this team so i'm not gonna call something for this team like meaning i, I, I didn't make a bad call i let something go mm-hmm. okay and then that letting that go caused that team to score and i had to give so many red cards and throw so many people out of the game i just called the game early I was like, you know what? Next person that comes up to me and says something, I'm calling this game. And somebody was like, come on, ref. I was like, that's it. Game over. And um, it was like 20 minutes early. And I was just like, no, I'm not having any of this. This is ridiculous. And, like, I'm a high school student at this point, you know. And the Mm -hmm. fans are are being really nasty. Both coaches and the players are being really nasty. And um, so that was one – like, when I look back on my life – and think about my regrets as silly as it is that game is one of them no man that's tough i know it's yeah it's stupid to to think of it now but it, it it's one of those things i wish i could go back and change because i've thought about it a lot and i know how i would go back and change it so yeah well how about a uh your uh favorite ice cream flavor I don't really like ice cream, so it has to be something very tart. I don't like sweet. Well, hold on. Follow-up question. What do you mean you don't like ice cream? Well, it's just all melty, and I don't like to drink that thick of stuff. And it, I don't like it. I don't like it. Are you part of Al-Qaeda? No. <laughs> what in the world? Doesn't like ice cream. <laughs> No, I'm not part of Al-Qaeda. You must be a terrorist. No, why? Because I don't like mom and apple pie? Come on. You don't like apple pie either? Hey, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't like ice cream. You don't like the flag or bald eagles? <laughs> I love bald eagles. Okay. All right. Um, as much as the next guy. <laughs> favorite movie ever? Um, It would have to be either Snatch or Fight Club. I'm going to go with probably Snatch. Whoa. Okay. Have you and, have you seen Snatch? Um I think Snatch has a lot of bad words in it, doesn't it? 
Yes. Yeah, so I just passed on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And um, favorite and least favorite Tina Turner song. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, man. I gotta... Hold on. Bear with me. <laughs> look at the list. Don't hate me, Jared! I don't. I figured this one might be hard for you. Thank you. You know we're going to have to do an Ask Jared session. That's that's cool. I was just trying to... I was just at the grocery, and I was like, hmm, how could we make the podcast better? Let's ask Andy some stuff. Oh, my goodness. I was, like, going through cereal, and I thought about you. Aw, thanks. <laughs> but now when I go through ice cream, I'll think about you. <laughs> right. I like Don't Turn Around. I think... Uh, oh, man. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with... Um, Oh, there's one I just can't remember. I I really do like it. Every time I every time I make that cut, I'm always like, I like this song. <laughs> okay, yeah, I I think I was gonna say, um, we don't need another hero. We don't need another hero. Boom boom boom. <laughs> we don't need another. <laughs> now, what's your least favorite? Right, right, right. Least favorite. I mean, if you could even muster up one. I'm going to say what you get is what you see. Oh, okay. Is that is that a good one? Hey, it's your call, man. It's, this is all about Andy. Yeah. What you get is what you see. Yeah, I don't really like that one. Awesome. Uh, the Viva La Money makes me think of my grandmother for some reason, so I, I'm cool <laughs> with that one. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> is that is that bad to say? I don't know. <laughs> Your, your grandma's all about money. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Those are some hard-hitting questions. I didn't think they were that bad. I figured defining your moment was probably the hardest one, but. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was. There's the... so many. Yes, exactly. So many moments and textures. Yep. Yeah, like the texture of thick ice cream. Dude, yeah. See, I seriously, I don't like it when it melts and I can't eat it fast enough, and it doesn't. It makes me thirsty. I want something to parch. <laughs> I mean, I don't want something to parch me. I just want something to quench me. You know? <laughs> well, then you just have to take the cone and like rub it all over your face. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> There's no two ways about it. <laughs> all right, all right. Hey, you know what? Let's do one shout out. Welcome, James Brown. That's right. The newest member of the body politic. He was sent here by our good friend, Jason Edwards. And let's take care of some housekeeping. We have two contests going on right now. Jared, are you aware of these contests? Kind of. We haven't really promoted them too, too heavily, but I know that we've got them going on. Right. Okay. Number one. All right. We have these bumpers that, you know, we, we included some Tina, but I made these bumpers telling us uh, what segment we're doing. And, um, frankly, we may be able to do better, and I would like the fans to um, have a little bit of input. So, so, if you can record a bumper, uh, all it's, it's all on the Facebook page. I think it's in the discussion tab, which I just remembered that we had. If it's not, I'll put it up there. But um, if you can record these bumpers with the specific qualifications that we say, well, you will get 
uh, a, a, a set of most of the Extreme X-Men trade paperbacks. I think the only one that's missing is Volume 4, which is the Kitty Pride Mechanics one or something like that. That's the out-of-print rare one. Yeah, Jared doesn't even have that one. Ooh, denied. Denied. Sad day. That would be my defining moment. <laughs> oh, when you get that one? <laughs> what? When you get it? No, that I don't have it. Oh, see, that's so sad. That's Can you kind of tell our fans maybe a little bit more about what a bumper is? Oh, a bumper. Okay, I'll play one right now. State of the Union. Okay, and that was a bumper. And basically, that tells us, you know, when it's time to end a segment and when it's time to start a new segment. So if we can make our bumper, is that a good enough description or no? No, I think that's great. I, I didn't originally know either. I was like, bumper sticker. Oh, that's a good one, too. No, <laughs> but um, and then our second contest that we're doing, uh, if you can come up with the best logo for a shirt, and it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be M6P or Marvel 616 Politics because we kind of got those logos already. But um, if you can come up with one, like one, there's a cute little Galactus eating a planet saying nom nom nom. Who submitted that? Who's, who's winning? Oh, Jason Edwards, our good friend. Yep. <laughs> and this is good. And we'll put it, you know, we'll put it on the shirt and uh, we'll, we'll buy you a free shirt and then we'll put it up for sale. So. Anyway, I thought it was cool. Anything else? I think that's great. More contests to follow if we get enough participation for these two. That's true. We had a huge contest. I mean, we had a lot of participation for the Avengers, um, the Avengers posters, and and uh, you yeah. know. So I I don't know. I don't know. I think it went down all the way. We need to find a way to stick it at the top of the um, Facebook page and and not make it go down. But I don't know if that's possible. Well, kind of a long. Uh, you know how we've been posting up the your favorite A-list X-Men member. Um, we'll just have to make sure we repost it every couple days. Oh, okay. Are we getting good responses from that or no? We've had 23 um, members from the Body Politic submit their response. 23? You know, sometimes I have to admit it's uh, it's kind of like because I'm a Facebook-a-phobic I never liked for other apps to connect to my thing, and that I think that's one one of the things. Sure, 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 I understand. sure. sure. Any, anyway, anyway. All right, you want to do jump into some current events? Current event. Current events. All right, current events. What do we got? We've got Age of X Alpha, X Men number seven, and Avengers number nine. Now, I got to say that our current events changed. I started reading them. I was like, obviously, we need to do Fantastic Four. We need to do the new Spider-Man and the, the Iron Man point one. But I read these and I was like, no, these are fantastic. These are the ones we need to do. You're exactly right. Everybody read Fantastic Four and everybody already knows what's going on. We can't possibly add anything to it. No, I don't think so. I mean, we'll discuss it later. We'll discuss what we think about you know, yes. we think about it, but, you know, the commentary on, or the review on it, the summary, we can't add anything else. So, hey, why don't you tackle Age of X? Well, oh, Age of X Alpha is basically the kickoff to the new alternate timeline Age of X. 
Um, we don't really know a whole lot about it, and Marvel has specifically said that they've started Age of X like this because they want us to find out all the answers at the end. They don't necessarily want us to know what happened or or why the characters are where they are. They just want to give us little snippets, um, and we'll find out the clues along the way. They wanted to really differentiate themselves between um, the last big alternate timeline event in the X-Men titles, which took place in 95 with Age of Apocalypse. Whereas Age of Apocalypse, we already knew what happened in the first issue. We knew Apocalypse had taken over. He was ruling the world. He was ruling America and trying to take over the world by now. Whereas with Age of X, we really don't know what's happened. We know that the humans are in charge and the mutants are in Fortress X. Other than that, we don't we don't know what's going on. Okay, um, so let me ask you: this is is this the same timeline as Age of Apocalypse? No, this is a totally different timeline. Well, I think that's just awful. Oh, why do you think that? Well, I I think that. I mean, if you're going to have the title so close, then you should say, like, it should be a continuing story, or this is what's been going on while, you know, while you weren't looking, or something. I mean, I mean, what's it, what was going on? All mutants? Apocalypse, apocalypse was ruling, but um, who was alive? Like, were, were mutants in charge, or were humans in charge, or what? Well, Apocalypse was in charge. Apocalypse and all his minions were in charge. And he was destroying and enslaving humans um, with the X-Men and a couple other people being the only ones against him. Um, at least in the Age of Apocalypse, that's what was going on. Okay. Um, whereas this, you know, is a little bit different. You know, the humans are all in charge um, from what it looks like. And, and mutancy is outlawed and, and uh, it's pretty rough, according to the Age of X Alpha issue. Yeah. Um, the Age of X Alpha issue just basically kind of gives us um, a little bit of backstory on a couple of characters. Cyclops, who is now Basilisk, um, gives us some background on the Guthrie family with Cannonball and Husk. Um, talks to us about uh, Dr. Rao and Wolverine's demise. And then kind of where Magneto comes from. Again, it just kind of teases us with a couple different stories. It doesn't quite give us all the answers, um, but just kind of lays the foundation and some little subplots for where some of these characters have come from. And in the next coming months, we'll, our, our uh, question should be answered, and we should find out what exactly is going on in Age of X. Okay. All right. I sure. enjoyed the issue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you're down You're down with this? Uh, I, I, I mean, we've talked in the past few uh, podcasts about how I'm really upset with this and how I don't really understand the point. I still don't understand the point, um, but now I understand that Marvel doesn't necessarily want me to understand the point. Um, but I thought the little backstories were pretty cool, especially the Cyclops uh, backstory, um, just with him being trapped by Arcade and having his eyelids removed and him just being like this, talk about a brooding character. Um, he's just, this dude is very, very dark. And uh, I don't know, it's hard for me, like when they change everybody's names, like Pixie isn't Pixie anymore and Cyclops isn't Cyclops, like they have different names, they're the same characters. So that was probably the biggest struggle in the the issue is to try and figure out who some of these people were. Um, but I'm gonna try and you know approach this new storyline with an open mind and just see what happens. Well, I think that's a fair assessment. I I I got I have to say that I really like this Dazzler better than the other Dazzler. Why is that? She looks cooler, man. The other Dazzler is a a, a jerk. She's just like a dweeb that. 
a pop star that does nothing, but this Dazzler looks like hardened and actually, I don't know, she looks cool too. Dazzler used to be cool. They just couldn't figure out how to write her after she left the X-Men. And now people just, she's just like this background disco character. And she hasn't been disco for, like, she wasn't disco since like 1982. And then she was in the X-Men and she was, I kind of liked her. And then when they brought her back, they just brought her back as some loser disco person. But that's a whole other topic. Her her costume is cool in this. Oh, yeah. Her costume in 616 is awful. Yeah, her new one especially. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so I had one question. Where does this fit in with Age of Apocalypse? You already answered that because my my knowledge of that is limited. Um, Another question I had was what do you think about the changing art? Um, You know me. I'm not usually into that. But for this, I thought it really fit because it was it was showing that these were um, five distinct different stories they were telling. They were telling us the main story of where everybody was right now in Fortress X and about to fight the humans, and then the four you know background stories. And each background story needed to have a different vibe and different feel, and it took place at they took place at different times. So I thought for this issue, it was completely appropriate to have different art throughout. Because it just differentiated each story and made it separate and, and it was easy to follow. Yeah, I thought that was good too. I didn't like how they drew Husk. She's like a giant bosomy statue. But I mean like... <laughs> yeah. What'd you say? That was a bit much. Yeah, I mean that's... I, I, I really liked Husk when I was reading uh, early on. But this is like... I really don't like how they did... I mean this isn't even anatomically correct. This is ridiculous. Yeah. But I thought the rest of it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I like the artist. I like how he did Cannonball and everything. It's just like, like, what is going on here? I did not yeah. like that she was bald. It makes sense, but I did not like that she was bald. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, one more thing. with The, the X-Cure, all right, the cure for the X-Gene in this Wolverine's part, is that the same cure that we saw in Morrison's run? Um, well, I think it was more along the line, to, to me, what I was assuming, it was more along the lines of the cure that Dr. Rao um, developed during Yas Whedon's run on Astonishing X-Men. Oh, That's right. When she debuted, and that was her whole thing. Okay. So I think maybe that, it's more along those lines. That's probably what I'm thinking of. I just uh, mixed up my writing. But I thought it was really interesting that they took Wolverine out this early in the game, like, is is Wolverine dead for good? He they took him out. What are you talking about? They took him out. I mean, according to that last uh, that last page of that that story, you know, Doctor Rao said, I you know I don't know if I did the right thing or not. You know, did it? Did he die or is he still alive? Oh, dude, I I guess that's true. I automatically assumed that he was just taken captive. I think he is too because he was on the cover of the issue, but there's just a little bit that was a quite like he hasn't really been promoted in all the images that we're seeing. Yeah, that's true. You're right. I don't I don't see much Wolverine. Yeah, but I gotta say that he's probably not gonna be left out. If anything, he's gonna come back and be a bad guy. Like let's say that he's he's cured or something. And I so, think it would be really bold if if they took him out, but. You would you would rather him not be in the story at all, or instead no. of no, I just say that that would be very bold, and it would be some, you know, it would definitely be something out of left field that no one was expecting. Yeah, that's true. 
you know, to have like a whole alternate Avengers timeline with no Captain America. And I'm like, hmm, that's pretty bold of Marvel to do that. Let's see how it works. Yeah. Yeah. But speaking of Captain America. Well, wait, well, well, okay, yeah, go for it. No, do you have more? No, well, no, not really. I I botched it up. No, I was just going to say, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was like, it, it's good to see Chamber. I'm always a fan of uh, yeah. him. I think he's cool. And, uh, you know, you got to see, I, I think it's interesting that they, they, uh, they changed some of the names, but not all the names. So it's kind of like this alternate timeline, the names that um, really had to do with um, where people came from, you know, like. Cyclops, he kind of got his name because uh, that that's what was going on with him at the time. Like, he has one, his visor gave him that name. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But now, because he doesn't have a visor, he's got the mask, why would he be named Cyclops? Yeah. So. For, the, for Jared to be able to understand. Right. And that's not worth it. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. All right, we, we can go on. We can go on. But for something that Jared does understand, Andy, why don't you talk to us about Avengers? Avengers! Okay, Avengers number nine. I thought this was great. Usually, I'm not a huge fan of Bendis's mainstream Avengers book. I usually like his, um, his new Avengers because I think that's more character-driven. But um, I thought this was really interesting. What's happened here is uh, that... The Illuminati, who are meeting in, where are they right now? They're in um, Attilan? Yeah. Right, which is the old home of the Inhumans. Uh, They have been found out by the New Avengers, the Avengers, and the Secret Avengers, which no one is supposed to know. And uh, Medusa has taken Black Bolt's place, and so... We kind of go back and forth between a, um, a flashback of the hood in prison um, and meeting an inhuman and then um, kind of the debate between between Rogers and uh, Iron Man saying, what is this? What are you doing meeting without us? And, and you know, kind of this really fierce battle, like verbal battle over who, you know, who's in charge uh, who is exactly doing what and who's controlling what behind the scenes. And I, I thought it was great. And I, I thought the art on this was better than it has been in a while. I thought that Ramita's art actually made it on this one instead of didn't work. So anyway, Rogers is really upset at Iron Man because he was left out of this. But, but now, because of what Tony Stark did when he was in charge of everything during Civil War... You know, Rogers automatically assumes that it could be tied to that. And now that uh, Steve is in control um, as the new head of, you know, shield hammer, whatever we're calling it now, he's the top cop, as they say. Um, he thinks he needs to be in- informed of this. Now, I really like the character of Steve Rogers a lot um, as Captain America and as this guy, the commander. But I don't like the idea of having, you know, like a big brother cop over everything. So it's I'm kind of torn on his place and how things should go. But then again, you know, you got Iron Man and the Illuminati who say, okay, well, we actually have the power. Now we have the responsibility to make everything 
work out, you know, and, and, and make sure, make sure nothing, uh, that we can control goes awry. So that's kind of the background. But the main issue here is that the infinity gems, two of the infinity gems have been stolen and by the hood. So he is super powerful and, you know, now we need to deal with that. And I don't think Rogers fully understands the ramifications of uh, dealing with those gems. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm with you. I really, really enjoyed this issue. Did you? That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we got to see everybody but the Young Avengers, basically. You know, all the Avengers teams, the Illuminati. The Illuminati got found out. The Hoods got the gems. It was just like, like each page was just uh, I really was just like flipping through this as fast as I could because I really really enjoyed this I'm with you on Ramita's art too I think it highly improved um, this yeah. issue than the the previous and especially during the uh, first six issues I thought it, maybe it was a little rushed but this I, I thought you did an excellent job yeah I, I don't know exactly what the problem was those first six issues but it just seems so off and so sketchy too yeah, I think I think there's just so much going on um, with like these big, huge, like over-encompassing battles that you know those take a lot more time, and and you know they still wanted to get Avengers out on. I mean, I can only speculate, but but yeah, Avengers number nine. There's so many things going on. You know, the fallout between Steve and Iron Man, where Thor. You know, Thor's kind of like you know right in the middle. Um, we got these secret Avengers that you know what are they doing showing up? Medusa. Is like, what's going on? What is this Illuminati? All the Avengers want to know what's going on with the Illuminati. The Illuminati, like, they're all backed up against the wall that, you know, we're trying to help out, but blah, blah, blah. And and on top of that, Parker Robbins has the, the freaking Infinity Gems. That's some bad stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah. I You know, I've never I've never read a, um, a 616 story with the Infinity Gems. So I'm actually pretty excited about that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Like, this... This could, if they pull it off right, like this would be a really cool, like animated feature. You know, like Marvel's doing all these direct to DVD movies. I would like to see this storyline so far. Yeah, that would be cool. That definitely would. So, good stuff. Yeah, did you have any uh, talking points on this? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, we had a qu- <laughs> we had a question on the Facebook page. What would the political fallout be of the Illuminati being found out by Rogers? I mean, what do you think? What is the future of this? Where do you think it's going to go? Because I mean, it's kind of like they they just settled their score, and now yeah. this is being brought up again. So, from a storytelling perspective, I think that's kind of silly. But from a realistic, real life perspective, you know, now now that everything's been reconciled, and this piece of trust has been broken you know like can they just go back to to what they were doing yeah that's a that's a really good question and i have no idea how do you how do you go back from that i mean wolverine and beast know that professor has secretly been doing all this stuff thing just found out that mr fantastic has been keeping stuff behind his back all this time medusa now calls into question you know what where who is black bolt Doctor Strange has pretty much lost all credibility with people like Iron Fist and and Hawkeye and some of those other, you know, former new new Avengers. Um, how do you go back from that? What really happened? I have well, no idea. I mean, what would happen in the real world if we found out that you know, um, you know, President Obama and you know the, the 
crazy guy in North Korea, like, you know, like six, six people were really like making all these huge decisions for the world. You know, how would that really affect us in real life? And right. And even if we could go back from that, if, if everything was reconciled and everything was fine and they proved that they saved everything and then all of a sudden we find, oh, P.S., there's another group. I mean, it'd be like that. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think how they can go back. Now, Wolverine, I think that he would be okay with it because, you know, he's on X-Force. Yeah. And so he's like, well, I do the same thing. You know, we just we just are actually the people that go in and do it. And, um, you know, I've never really understand understood him being upset with with charles xavier but i think that's more scott um you know with everything from starting from deadly genesis on people have been unhappy with xavier but like you know hardly anybody is reconciled with him so you know either the either mutants are very difficult to get along with and (laughs) or you know it's it just seems like that didn't get sorted out, but the whole Civil War thing, because Iron Man conveniently forgot some of his memories, and, oh, I didn't know what I did, but I know you got killed. I'm really sorry for it. P.S. The Illuminati, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, if he forgot his memories, how is he part of the Illuminati anyway? Oh, yeah. I, re- I remembered that super secret part, you know? That's a good part. I didn't think about that. And uh, also, I thought it was interesting that the um, Iron Fist costume is still different because, if you remember, it changed in New Avengers. Mm. So I, 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 I guess that's a permanent change, but he's got, like, amped up some sort of c- Cosmo powers or something. Well, speaking of that, what? how about Beast, though? I said it before, and I'll say it again. How did he turn from Cat Beast back to 90s Beast? Yeah, I think they're slowly, subtly doing that. It's and, not subtle. He's got five fingers and he's fully back. That doesn't make any sense to me. No, it, I think it depends what book you're reading. Because in this one, yeah, he looks he looks that way. He looks like a little bit in between to me, except for the fingers. But in other books, in Secret Avengers, he's still in between a cat person and what he was before. But look at him. Um, when he was on the cover, those promotional pictures that came out when everybody was in black yeah that was that was that was cat beast looking at him with the um with the crossover that they're gonna have with onslaught that's cat beast i mean that's not cat beast that's a 90s beast you know yeah i don't know i guess they're just saying you know what morrison screw you (laughs) people like 90s beast and i like 90s beast too but i need an explanation i yeah i can see that but i mean the difference is if you look at dark beast he doesn't look like that well, yeah, but that Dark Beast has experimented on himself so many times. Like that makes sense, you know. <laughs> That's such a comic book answer. Well, he he has dude has like freaking dreadlocks, spikes <laughs> out of his shoulders, you know. But anywho, I I the girls with the things over their faces in the snow, not cool. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of looked weird, but um, the guys actually, I can understand that. This picture, I mean, where where um. Rogers is just giving it to to Tony Stark with his face and ah it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah. I was thrilled. You're not too happy. No. And I like Rogers so much and I think that they 
you know, they're trying to include him, but I think just by moving his character to what they did, they took him out of the game. And I think that the um, Secret Avengers is a good outlet for him, but it just doesn't feel like the same character that Brubaker was writing in Captain America. Mm-hmm. So he feels like a different character. So I don't know. I, I don't like that. But, oh, I had one more question. The Avengers, if you, you know, you know how we say the X-Men, like Uncanny X-Men is the flagship title of the X-Men? Yeah. Okay, is the Avengers set up that way, and would this be the flagship dr- title, and should it drive the other storylines, and how far should it go, and that kind of stuff? Like, what would you like to see? Well, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, Avengers was there first, it should be the flagship. Uncanny was there first, it should be the flagship. Because the other titles are supposed to be supplementary, you know? And so that's a, that's what I think. And, and if even if you look at this issue, who's in this issue? Everybody that's an Avenger, like the the main story, a huge storyline in Marvel with you know somebody getting the Infinity Gems, that's happening in the main title. Right. Yeah. No, well. Yeah, I agree, and that's what I mean. Like this looks like the driving book, but I would like to see. I, would you like to see backup titles, or would you like like I'll I'll give you an example. Okay, over the past few years. Uncanny was the flagship and everything was set up in Uncanny that took place even though most of the action took place in X-Force, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So everything was interconnected and then you had a separate book, X-Factor, which they did a little tie-in, but really it had nothing to do with it. So, But it's good to explore those characters and find out what they're, what they're doing. So should Avengers be the one that says, okay, we're setting everything up and now... New Avengers, Secret Avengers, Avengers Academy, Young Avengers, Children's Crusade, everything should follow our lead and deal with the Infinity Gems or half of them? Or should this be the driving plot line and then everything else be like, uh, you know, focusing on this team or character development or this plot? Like, how far should it go? Do you see the two options I'm saying? I do kind of see the two options you're saying. Uh, I guess, <clears throat> I mean, I kind of like how the X titles have done it because for the most part, if it's X-Men, it's going to happen in X-Men or Uncanny X-Men. There are very few things like, you know, I can read those two titles without reading X-Force, without reading X-Factor, like that. You know what I mean? Because yes. they, they just exist so much in their own spot, you know? They're not even well, in the same city anymore like they used to be. Right, the current X Force, but before X Force, you had to, you had to read it, right? It, not, not even. I mean, if they had a big crossover, like, are you talking like '90s? No, I'm talking to the, the the past three years with Messiah Complex, Messiah War, and Second Coming. I, I don't think you had to read X Force to to know what was going on with X Men and Uncanny X Men. See, I, I mean, was okay. All right. I, I mean, I would I would disagree. I would think that I would think that the, the main the main action of that was going on in X Force. So like you would only hear the ramifications of it and the driving po- plot lines in Uncanny. Say, oh yes, well they're off world now, and um, oh look, Hope's back. You know, but to to get her back and everything, that's where X Force took place. Well, I I guess there's a difference between. Um, where the action takes place and how much of the story you absolutely have to know. And I, I think you could read Uncanny or X 
ugh, X-Men Legacy. You could read those and be like, oh, I can read them and I don't have to pick up anything else. Now, if you read X-Force, is it going to help you know a whole heck of a lot more what's going on? Absolutely. And I think X-Force was a lot more fun, too, because you're right. That's where all the action was. Uncanny was just like a dramatic soap opera about whatever. And if you wanted the good action title, you're going to go to X-Force. So which one should be which in the Avengers uh, franchise? Are you eating a candy bar? Dude... I'm gonna I'm gonna end up coughing and coughing and coughing. I'm having a Jolly Rancher. Oh. I don't uh, wanna I, I don't wanna cough. I don't <laughs> want our listeners to cough with me vicariously. Yeah. I really don't know. Uh, I kinda I mean I really like I kinda like how Avengers is set up right now, with Avengers pretty much being the flagship title. Yeah, I don't need to read Secret Avengers. I can read Secret Avengers if I want a supplementary Avengers team. Of characters I don't really like, anyways, I can read Secret Avengers. Well, but what are, you, what are you reading currently? I'm reading Avengers. You're not reading New yeah. Avengers? Uh, I mean, I read a little bit, but it's not. It's not like like when Avengers comes out, when um, X Men comes out, when X Force comes out. Those like I have to read that day. The other titles like New Avengers, yeah, pick them up. But, you know, if, if I get to it, I get to it. If not, I'll eventually one day get to it. And then titles <laughs> like Secret Avengers, I'm like, unless Andy says something really cool happened, I'm not going to be picking that one up. Gotcha. You, you kind of see, like, the three different groupings? I mean, I'm yeah. sure it's kind of like that for you, too. You're going to read, like, Carnage before you're going to read uh, as Thor, you know, Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I have a tier one, tier two, and, and don't care. Yeah. <laughs> and I usually end up reading most of the don't cares. <laughs> no, but my tier one, tier two are the flagships, but New Avengers is in that. And then, um, actually, man, Spider-Man has been in tier two for a while. Sad, sad. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to get too too far into it, but, oh, man, it's just been Dan Slott's run. I, I am not enjoying it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I have to pick up the book to find out what happens, you know? Cool thing about Spider-Man, though, is it comes out pretty much every week. So you've always got something to look forward to, you know? It comes out every other week. Every other week, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. And actually, Whereas X-Force, I'm stuck. I'm like, once a month, I get a really good title. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest, I'm reading the Marvel Adventures uh, Spider-Man by Tobin. And that, oh yeah, I'm actually enjoying that more than the um, amazing right now. Those adventure, those adventures titles, if they could just figure out a way to promote those a little bit better, those are awesome. Man, for birthday presents to uh, the the Awana kids at church, the Wednesday night Bible study kids, I give uh-huh. them for birthday presents. I would give them a oh, stack cool. of like five of them. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, they really like them. And every day, every Wednesday when I get there. I always sit down, and the first thing I ask is, what day is it? And half of them give me the date, and the other half say, new comic book day! So I'm <laughs> training them. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and and guess what? They can accurately guess the issue number of Spider-Man. What? Yep. They, they, it was uh, Wednesday night, last night. They were like, oh, new comic book day, number 600, and... 
56. <laughs> so I was like, right on. Good job, guys. And actually, I can't even remember if that's the accurate number. No, it's 54. <laughs> 654? Yeah. So they're going to say it next week. I'm going to be like, no, 654.1. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what now, kids? What now? <laughs> so anyway, um, that, those are the questions I had on this. I thought this was, this, this was good reading. So um, yeah. I, I was pleasantly surprised at Age of X, Alpha, and Avengers 9. I, I, I thought it was good. I thought the art made it. Uh, made this uh made this issue yeah yeah i just thought so much happening made this issue because there's they can go so many places with this yeah that's true and i hope that they do i hope it like i would really like to see it you know what i would really like to see you know how bendis um he does overall story arcs you know and he has okay well this fits into this this fits into this and from what i read about claremont you know claremont has like this fits into this, this leads into this, but he has so many plot threads that he let go that he can go back to any of those plot threads at all and bring them back and say, okay, now we're going to discuss this plot thread. I think it's not the same thing with Bendis. I think he has plot threads, but they all lead to the same place. And so it's like one line. So it doesn't feel like a universe to me. It feels like an era. Yep. And that era, that's a good thing because you, I mean, you know, I always go back to Straczynski on his era. That's good, but he didn't leave any plot threads to be picked up later. Now, Brand New Day, the one thing that they did was they had an era because they it didn't feel like one continuous line. It said, okay, now we're going to go back and deal with this. Now we're going to go back and deal with this. And that's the one thing I think Brand New Day did. And I think that's the one thing that Bendis is missing. I think you're correct. Absolutely correct. Now, speaking of Bendis and Straczynski and Spider-Man, why don't we hit X-Men number seven? Yeah, we, we're going a little long, so we'll just touch on this real quickly. Oh, the uh, cover the cover's fantastic. Yeah, Storm's on it. <laughs> Dude, did you like the, the, the Dotson cover? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I liked it. I, I, I really like this. I thought that Spider-Man looks fantastic, and Wolverine is good, and actually Emma Frost is really good, too. Yeah, it was good. They could have thrown Gambit on there, finished out the team, but yes, it was yeah. good. But I mean, basically, I mean, you you know, you read this issue. Probably everybody listening has read this issue. Uh, not a whole lot happens in this issue. We we the uh, the PR the the PR team is out, and they are letting it roll on getting the X Men's name and image out there to be um, positive, and it looks like it's starting to succeed for them. Angel saving people, storms making it rain. Iceman is getting kittens out of trees. Um, that that's kind of what the first half. The second half is there's a disturbance in the sewers in New York. It's a little below the Avengers radar. So Sykes sends um, Wolverine, Emma, uh, Cycl- Wolverine, Emma, Gambit, and Storm uh, to check it out. Uh, they get there. Um, there's some kind of like zombie lizard like vampiric creatures. Uh, we're not exactly sure what's going on. And then at the end, Spider-Man appears. Um, so I think this was more of just kind of a setup for this storyline of what's going to happen. It, it wasn't like, you know, you have to have this issue or you'll never understand what's going to happen. And this issue is going to have ramifications for years. It wasn't anything like that. Um, but it was decent. Yeah, I thought it was. I, I mean, I like the art. And actually, I like Piccolo's um, Spider-Man. 
Uh, but we only got to see him for one panel. I know. That was kind of a bummer, but he looks good. He looks really good. And you got everybody with a flat nose. and you, Man, Bakalu loves drawing lizards, doesn't he? He does. And, and, and one of his key uh, elements is he can put like draw almost like a maze of people on a page. And I remember he did that with Storm and Gambit during right. the uh, the vampires. Sir, right. You know? Yep. The Curse and of the he, Mutants. Yeah, and he did the same thing with this one when they're all going through the tunnels and kind of like his signature thing. I like that. Yeah, I remember you saying that, but you don't like his art. You just like his layout. Yeah, I think he has fantastic layouts. It, and it's not that I don't like his art. It's just not necessarily, you know. I'm just an old school '90s guy. I just am. I'm just a Jim Lee, um, you know, Todd McFarlane, you know, those guys that draw in that style. I'm just stuck on that, and sometimes it's harder for me to branch out. Um, when I, whenever I see Chris Bacallo's stuff, I always think Generation X because he's the one that started Generation X, and so all the books are drawn like that for like the first 25 issues. Ah. Um, but you know, because he, he has a whole lot. He has a lot. A lot of stuff to extra belt and buckles and and all kinds of crazy stuff but it's all good oh, I'm, you 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 seem to be more willing to accept his art tonight that's that's fantastic well i find myself sometimes drawing and i put like little um curly q signal curly q like uh spheres on my my character's fingers where their joints are, and that's what he always does. And I'm like, oh, Bacallo, he got into my artwork. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, do you think there's a whole lot necessarily to say about this issue? No, I mean, uh, there were two things. I was, I was a little astonished with the PR firm and the bat signal. Yeah, that was kind of silly. And um, I, the other thing is, I was like, this better be a setup for not just this story arc, but rather. A, a lot longer because number one we are up to x-men serve and protect number what four now i think yeah and um i really think that we could have included this into the heroic age why didn't we do that why didn't we do this serve and protect first be issues one through six and then do the stupid curse of the mutants issues seven through twelve or whatever well because i think uh, Dracula is going to play into fear itself and the rest of the events this year. And timing wise, it wouldn't have worked out. Well, I think that they needed to push everything else back because I mean, <laughs> if they were, I mean, it doesn't make sense. Why, why would they say, okay, we're all entering the heroic age. Oh, except for the X-Men, which are in curse of the mutants. And then, and then everybody else is now in fear itself and they're back in the heroic age. Well, because you, twilight is what's popular. It just is, and they and no matter what Marvel says, oh, you know, Drag Club's nothing to do with Twilight. That's a bunch of baloney. You know, they saw that vampires, young vampires, is what's cool now. So what are we gonna do? We grab Jubilee, we make her a vampire. We've got Twilight on our hands. Oh. They're just gonna capitalize on it, no matter what they say. That's what's happening. Ah, stupid. So. Stupid. Um. Also, the pacing of the story was so strange so strange you have several small stories and they all and then all of a sudden you have like a five page cliffhanger and <laughs> yeah i just wanted to know did it work for you did it not i mean it was kind of like a waste of time i know like i would like a whole setup issue 
I would think that your setup issue would have been your miniseries, X-Men Serve and Protect. Four whole issues of small stories, and then all of a sudden we get, you know, the X-Men main title doing Serve and Protect, if that's the way you're going to do it. But why would you reiterate all that stuff in the first half of the book? Well, I think it's because Serve and Protect, again, is like, it's a supplemental title. They want you to be able to read the main titles and know what's going on, so by doing half the book with Serve and Protect, you know, they can still sell that limited series. So for diehard, are going to buy that. But those that aren't diehard and just read Uncanny and maybe just read X-Men or whatever, they still know what's going on. I suppose. But that's all I'll give you. Hey, I'm always right. It's cool. Oh, well, all right. Oh, and also I wanted to point out that um, that look that Colossus had. Yeah. How he's shiny yeah i thought that was funny yeah chris you, chris bacala does does a pretty good colossus yeah actually i was impressed because his his uniform looks a little bit different and look at it look at his hands it's got we got like red stuff coming off yeah of his hands, which is weird because those are actually his hands those aren't part of his uniform but anyway i wanted you to take special note of that why thank you well you're welcome all right, are we done this? I agree. I concur. All right, let's go to State of the Union. State of the Union. First up, obviously, let's let's talk about the death of Johnny Storm. This is big news. It was in the news. It was leading up to it. Nobody cared about Fantastic Four until we said somebody was going <laughs> to. Yeah. <laughs> so... What would you think? Did you read it? I did. I went back and I reread all the about the past like six, seven, eight issues beforehand. Are you serious? You went back and you reread that much? Well, I because I knew that it wasn't just going to be like a a one shot. You know, five eighty seven wasn't just going to be a self contained. I need to know what's going on. You know? Right. Right. So, what do you think? I mean, from all that, tell me what you thought. I liked it. I thought that who's writing this? Is it Hickman? Yeah, Hickman. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I, I liked what he had everybody off in different spots, and he he it didn't seem like plot devices. It seemed like yeah, Mister Fantastic really needs to go, and Invisible Woman really needs to go here, and Johnny and Thing they really need to stay here. And I I thought like it really made a lot of sense the whole storyline how it was going. And wow, then, I am really surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, did you not agree? Well, here's my thing, and I I think I've said this before. If you are reading one book or two like, – okay, let's say you're reading four books a month, and Fantastic Four is one of them. All right, Hickman's writing is such that you need to know exactly what's been going on in the book for the past, like you said, six or seven issues so that you can say, oh, this makes perfect sense. But because he has so many plot lines going all in the same direction, but – so expansive that seemingly don't tie together you really need to pay attention and because i read you know 60 books a month i'm like okay now what are we doing oh right yeah 10 issues ago we set up the future foundation right okay and then we found some new underwater creatures a few issues after that so he doesn't really write in arcs what he does is write all these stories that eventually come together into one arc. And so, I mean, it'd be very difficult to collect into a trade. And 
you know, as soon as you think you're done with something, you, you, you read it and you say, I don't understand what this had to do with anything. And then, you know, it all comes tied together. But by the time it ties together, you forgot about it because it's not action oriented. You know, it's like I, I know that something has to do with Franklin. Something has to do with Franklin coming back and doom all help hope lies in doom and then there's water people and then there's a new world out there with galactus which malar set up so it has to be stupid and you know like all these things that you you have no idea how they come together and then all of a sudden annihilus is attacking yeah but it was good did you agree i mean have you been following enough to to understand what's going on um in i mean I do if I if I have time to sit down and read it I enjoy it but if I don't really have time and I say okay I got to read Fantastic 4 it's like okay more information that needs to be put into place and I, I don't ha- I don't have I don't know where it goes Sure yeah it, and and that's why I think it was good cuz I sat down and I read everything all together What do you are you beatboxing over there Sorry I'm walking down the stairs Boom 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 boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Where's my chapstick? <laughs> Hold on, I got kicked out. <laughs> kicked out of what? I was in the bedroom. Oh, she told you get out? She's ready to go to bed. My bad, my bad. No, it's alright, I just gotta come down here and plug the computer in. I understand. If she's there, why doesn't she talk? She could be a co-host. <laughs> yeah, when Jackie does, she will. <laughs> touché, touché. <laughs> alright, okay. Sorry, I was listening. I was just trying to do everything quietly. No, that's fine. Okay, so all in all, the death of Johnny Storm, how he died, what do you think? Uh, I mean, he went out like a hero. You know, it was good. Uh, it made sense. You know, it wasn't. It didn't. It just didn't seem contrived. It seemed like, yeah, he he did need to die. And now, granted, I don't think he really did die. And I liked how the artist um, drew it, so it could be explained away. Um, that something else happened to him, but I mean, he went out a hero. He went out on top. He went out with a lot of respect and dignity. I thought it was a uh, uh, very poignant. What did you think? Um, I read it and I got to the end, and Jackie was trying to talk to me the whole time. I said, "Let me finish this because somebody's supposed to die," and I already knew it was Johnny Storm. Uh, so you already knew? Yeah, by this point because I read it late. So oh, okay. it was all over. And um, I thought it was very ex- touching. I thought it was extremely touching. And, you know, he sacrificed himself for the kids. And actually, the idea that they sat and watched him die kind of gets to me. Like, when they, when you saw Ben Grimm shed a tear because he couldn't get back and help his buddy, and he was just overrun, like, that really... You know that that really made an impact on me, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's just that that was kind of tough. Now I hope they follow it up with, um, you know, we got to go in there and we got to save him because, you know, I hope they don't just say, oh, he's dead, we can't go back. You know, they need to at least go and look for the body and try to give him a proper burial. And you think they're gonna do that? They should. I don't know how they would with all the, you know, with everybody there, but... Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, probably not, because he's probably going to come back as a villain sometime, and then... Well, he's going to come back because what's going to happen is 
you know, they all they showed was him like on fire and the monsters on top of him. They're gonna say that yeah, they captured Johnny Storm and for a nihilist is what's gonna happen. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, it had so much media coverage that he died. If they did it again, it's almost as if they're betraying the the media and they will never get another story published in the national news again. If they say, oh, not really. Well, Captain America just died a couple years ago. Right? Right. And he's back. And the media still covered Human Torch. Yeah, but he was like assassinated during a trial and stuff. I'm, I'm just saying when like a big character like this dies, the media is going to cover it. Even though, I mean, the media covered the the whole marriage of Mary Jane and Spider-Man. Like, they'll cover that kind of big stuff. If Wolverine's going to die, they're going to cover it, even if he's going to come back later or not. Superman died. They knew he was coming back. I suppose. I suppose. But when, I mean, when does it not become news anymore? Well, I mean, how many times does Lindsay Lohan have to steal something and it's still news? I guess, because that's, that's because we're obsessed with horrors and fame. <laughs> well... How do you really feel, Andy? <laughs> um, well, what do you think about the whole Future Foundation thing? Because that's okay. kind of where you know Johnny's death, you know Johnny died, and now we're being led into the Future Foundation. Okay, I'm not out out of all the 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 plot threads and everything. I'm not down with the Future Foundation. I really don't like it. I don't like the whole idea of trying to fix everything. Um, I can see how that's a natural progression with Reed's character. But I think that you can really paint yourself into a corner with um, with how how te- technologically advanced you get, you know, and say, oh, if he can do that, then why can't we just do this, you know, over here in this book and everything like that. So I'm not looking forward to it, and I I don't look at the Fantastic Four or the Future Foundation title as a place where you have to keep track of a team. You know, like, I don't know who all those people are, all the kids in the Future Foundation. If it's a kid, I automatically assume it's Franklin. But then now it's not. Now there's 15 of them, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So what am I supposed to think? It kind of took me back to, um, do you remember that Thunderbolts issue where it's Black Widow and she has a syringe and, like, she injects herself? Yes. It took me to that because I'm like, oh, you know, when you have that kind of stuff, it just changes everything and it's not a good place to go. Exactly. Unstable molecules on your uniform, that's one thing, but don't go farther than that. Right. Right. Exactly. So. So, Well, with the Future Foundation, it looks like Spider-Man is going to be joining and Spider-Man is your main man. So what do you think? Man, I don't know. Like, I can understand why if he would do it because... All right, he's part of the Horizon Think Tank now, and so the Future Foundation. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to be really smart. He's not supposed to be the smartest. He's not supposed to be a Tony Stark or a Bruce Banner or a Reed Richards. But he's supposed to be smart enough to, you know, to to hold his own. And so that part makes sense. The part also makes sense as a tribute to Johnny Storm. Yeah. But you know they weren't that that close. They would. They were friends, but I would say that he's, you know, he's just about as close with, um, or he's closer with Harry than he is with with Johnny Storm, you know? Uh-huh. And so it makes sense, but I, I don't like it. I, I don't want to see it. He's already on a team. 
make him develop friendships and stuff within that team first because the character has a lot of potential for growth in a team setting. So why would you put him in another team when he hasn't grown at all yet? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Well, I think that it looks like they're joining X-Force. Yeah, we had a lot of comments about that. It really does, and and you could just say that that was Deadpool under Spider-Man's costume with a rope. Yeah, yep. You know, I'm kind of, eh. I mean, I'm all for, like, you know, uh, ex- expansion and, and coming up with new ideas and fresh stuff, but when you kind of, like, change the whole core of what the team is about and and who they are and what they look like and who their members are. But, but I mean, look at probably... You know, that if the internet would have existed um, in the late 80s when the Fantastic Four became Spider-Man, Wolverine, Hulk, and Ghost Rider, I bet there was probably huge outrage then, too. But there was no internet. Right. And now, 20 years later, everybody talks about one of their most fantastic, their favorite Fantastic Four lineups is Ghost Rider, Hulk, Spider-Man, and Wolverine. People love that. They love those stories with those four. I guess, but I mean, it's it, it's not the Fantastic Four anymore. It's FF, but it's not. Now, now you got two new Avengers. I mean, you know, the Thing and Spider Man. Yeah. And then you have um, Sue and Reed, and then a bunch of kids. <laughs> and Dragon Man. You know, it's like uh, I don't know. I I don't like it. I mean, Hickman. And, is a good writer. I love his shield stuff. I'm really into his secret warrior stuff, but I, I just can't get into these characters. Now, if something really starts to happen with Franklin, that'll pique my interest. Yeah. With his powers, with his powers, with the future thing, with doom, I, that'll pique my interest. Like what, what does he, where does he fit in the Marvel universe? Cause like now there's so many powerful mutants in the continuity that, you know, what does it matter if he has this power that we're not sure, but he's supposed to be one of the most special mutants in the world, you know? Yeah. Like how is he different from hope? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. We'll find out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm sure we'll find out his connection to hope. Yeah. Right. That was, that was cynicism. (laughs) (laughs) All right, second topic. January sales numbers plummet. Very sad. They down like 24% or something? That's awful. All right, so what does this mean for the industry? And then what does it mean for 616? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, granted, you know, in December, I mean, January, whatever, um, you know, it's after Christmas. Sales are going to be down a little bit or whatever. Um, You know, that's to be expected. But not by that much, especially when you've got a huge issue with the death of somebody. Like, you know, he thought maybe that would level it out a little bit. But those are huge numbers. And, you know, I don't know if maybe it's because, you know, maybe there's more, there's more, uh, you know, comic piracy going on. Or you can get your comics from so many different web apps and, and all that good stuff. But I don't think that's good at all. I don't know how you can look at that in a that number in a positive fashion. Yeah, uh, when I saw that, I was like, "Ooh, ooh," you know. And I was wondering if it was number of sales or dollar amounts because you know, if we're buying from DCBS 
and we're getting 40% off, then sales are going to go down the more people that buy from that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is that kind of, are they going to have to adjust their discounts? And I'm sure that the number of books Marvel puts out, I mean, I don't really know what the sales numbers are, but I can tell you this. If Marvel keeps putting out more and more and more books at such a high price point, their their uh, cost of operation is going to go up and up and up, and people are going to their, their percentages of, of purchases are not going to go up with it. So you say, okay, well, I collect these five books. Now you, you know you used to make ten, so I was buying half. Now you make fifteen. I'm buying a third, and they have to eat all that because nobody, you know, like nobody um, gives in and does that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, does this mean we might all go to digital? Does this mean trades? Does this mean we're going to do floppies? Or are they going to cut back on, on, on books and cancel them? Or what do you think this means for the industry? Or for Marvel, anyway? Well, I mean, Marvel's definitely going digital. They just announced the whole Chrome app this week with the, with the comic books. And, oh, you know, the- did they really? Yeah. I, I missed that. I, I use Chrome. And they're really promoting, uh, you know, subscribing through Marvel site, um, the the digital, getting the digital comics through Marvel.com, and you get an exclusive Archangel figure. And last year it was you get the exclusive Nick Fury figure. Right. You know, they're not they're not doing like cut your UPC out of your comic book, send in five of them and get a figure. You right. know that that's done. They're they're totally going digital. Um, I think the. I think the worst part about it is, you know, we've got so many huge comic book movies, X-Men, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Hulk, you know, all these Avengers movies coming out now. There's just no connection between the movies and getting people into comic book stores and picking up the paper versions. What I mean, we're having free comic book day and everything, but it's just not really publicized too much. What we're doing is we're putting out movies like Spider-Man and Iron Man and what they're what people are doing is then they're going and they're um, you know they're burning it illegally and, and watching it again on their computer or they're seeing the the action figures in the store or they're watching any form of media concerning Spider-Man and Hulk and stuff except for the paper comic book. Right. Right. And why is that? Why is that? I I don't know. I think. Marvel and DC and really all of them just have not figured out the way to get people from the movie theater into the comic store. I think people don't know where their comic stores are. I think that's really a a good part, too. I think that if if you said, oh, where's the comic book shop in your town? No, like, you know, hardly anybody would know. Yeah, the only reason we know is because the biggest one in Ohio is in our city. Otherwise, would have no clue. I, I go back up home sometimes where the comic book stores used to be. They're gone. All of them are gone. I would have no idea where to get a comic book up near my house. Right. Where, so where I mean, if their venues are so are hidden, then their numbers are going to go down. Yeah. I, I uh, think they, they need to sell them. They need to sell them in, uh, in grocery stores. Yep. Uh, you know, on the spinner racks, you need to have spinner racks in these, in the in in Walmart and grocery stores and Kmart and Target, you need to well, have the latest comics in all those places. 
I agree. And what Marvel did instead is they're packaging the Marvel Adventures into like big magazine form and putting them on the magazine shelf instead of in the checkout line. Right. Put some yeah. comics in the checkout line. Yes. Like you said, put them on the spinner rack. But yes. when you put them with 700 other magazines, they're not going to stand out at all. Right. Right. Especially when you put them in the kids section. Yes. I mean, what you want is your kids to, to buy them. And then, you you know, like, if you, you put the Marvel Adventures on, on the, in the checkout lines, and then you might put an X-Men or an Avengers comic there, you know? Uh-huh. And then... And then you say for more information, but see in the, in the beginning, they say to find a local comic book shop, call this number. So that's good in the beginning of all the comics, but you know, they need go online, subscribe. Here's where you can find more. And then they need a section in some of these stores, the comic section. Here's the sports section. Here's the toy section. Here's the book section, magazine section. They need to have a full blown comic section. Well, and and think about it too, you know, Andy. You called the one eight hundred comic book number or whatever. The stores are so few and far in between. You call that and you're like, yeah, the nearest one is thirty five minutes away. I'm good. Yeah, I don't need that. I'm gonna go to Walmart and I'll just right. buy a I'll, toy. Or... I'll buy a book. But you know, Jennifer, I'll go see the movie. Uh, yeah, I'll just go download the movie again. I'm not gonna buy a paper comic book and not know what's going on. And that's a that's a whole other part too. Is you know. Jennifer brought up a point that I never even realized until we were watching Wolverine and the X-Men last week. Yeah. Um, we were going through the series, and we had just gone through the 90s series, and then we just went through X-Men Evolution. Oh, and she hears me talking hey, about you have comics. all the X-Men Evolution? Yeah. Oh, bro. I'll hook you up. Okay. My, but, kid, my kids love that, and but I don't let them watch all of it. So. No, I, and you – yeah, that's another topic. You do a great job on filtering for your kids. Oh, thank you. But, but no, I mean, well, the, yeah, we can go talk about that later. But so <laughs> we walk, we watched the '90s version X Men Evolution. Now we're working on Wolverine and X Men. She's seen all all three of the movies. She knows that I read the comic books, and she sees the figures and how they're set up and everything. But we're watching Wolverine and the X Men, and she's just like, "Who's that?" I'm like, "Well, that's Multiple Man." She's like, "Yeah, but he's a good guy." Well, no, he's bad in this, but he was good in this. Oh, I know, but he's not anymore. Well, why is Mystique working with Magneto? He doesn't. She doesn't work with Magneto in the other series. Well, this one's different. There's no... And it just kind of hit me, like, each time you get into either a comic book or any of the animated series or the movies, because they're all such different universes, the average layperson has no idea other than Wolverine is good and Magneto is bad. All the other characters... You're just like, whoa, wait, they're good now. No, they're bad. Now they know this one. Now they're related to this one. They're here. They're on this team. It's so confusing to the layperson. Oh, and yeah. No yeah. clue until she said that. Yeah, and the the Wolverine, like, oh, the, I'm your brother. I'm not your, you know, Sabretooth mm-hmm. thing. Well, yeah. he's not really his brother, but they just said that because in this he is. You know, like, if yeah. you told that to anybody else, they'd be like, what are you talking about? How can he be but not be? It's like, oh, well, you know, there's different continuities. What does that mean to anybody? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I walked into Taco Bell uh, with two of my coworkers, and they were like, oh, Andy, you need to get the, the Taco Bell comics. I was like, well, <laughs> I got the X-Men one, but it's not really in continuity, and so – and they were like, holy cow, the level of nerd in here just went up. And I was like, I'm just talking about 
continuity. And then I feel, <laughs> I realized that as I, I'm a huge continuity buff, but they don't even know what that word means. Yeah. We'll go to Twilight, Andy. The movies, the books, the comic books, same universe, right? I guess. I, how would you know? But I mean, I'm just assuming. Oh, that, I mean, oh you're Twilight, just assuming? I've never read them. I've never seen the movies. Not even a, a little bit of interest. But they, uh, everybody, all the girls at church, they say, yeah, you know, I like the book better. I like the movie. There, no one is talking about. Well, in this continuity, this happened, and in that one, this happened. No, because they're on the same universe. It makes sense. You can pick up the book, or watch the movie, or pick up the graphic novel, and they're all going to make sense together. Whereas I put in X Men number one, I throw in Wolverine and the X Men on cartoon, and I pick up a comic book, and none of them go together. Yeah, you're like, why is Emma so young in X Men three when, you know, and they don't even know who Emma Frost is. Oh, wait, now she's, oh, she was this diamond person in Wolverine, but now she's in first class and she's like an adult. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. I don't know either, and I've been a fan for 20 years, you know? <laughs> right. Ah, yeah, it just, it pains me to see those numbers, and they are so, so stuck in their own little bubble. What they need to do is have people who actually work on the comics and, you know, work for the comic book fans, and then they need to have normal people who don't know all the continuity and they need to hire out real marketing people instead of saying okay now we're gonna have marvel nba jerseys like <laughs> come on how does that sell more comic books yeah it just sells more movie tickets yeah i mean is there gonna be a part where a point where they're like oh now we're an entertainment company and i think we're gonna cut out the comic book part that's what i'm afraid of well, I mean, they may cut out the paper comics. They may just go to web, you know? I mean, I I don't see that happening in the next 10 years, but in the next 20, maybe. But, dude, even in 2000, we didn't see anything like Netflix. We didn't see anything like Facebook, you know? And that was 10 years ago. Yeah. So I, I really have no idea. It was really weird. I was watching this interview with the guy that does Netflix, and it was the interview was given in 2009. And he's like, I don't see us going digital anytime soon. Like, streaming to TVs, not for another five to ten years. Really? Yeah. And now, Netflix is like, they said that 85% of what they do is all streaming. Wow. Like, wow. whoa, you know? Yeah. So, I don't I mean, know. Would we, you and I could probably go on and on and on and on and on about this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a topic that's pretty important to oh, it is. anybody who actually picks up a comic every month and says, okay, this is the comic book I read. Yeah. So, all right. Well, and the, the third topic we had, we'll cover real quick. I mean, new books, how can Marvel keep putting out new books or how can, didn't they say they were cutting down on their books? Like, how can we have six X-Men titles and then still make new books for individual characters? We're going to have the mighty Thor. We're going to have another Moon Knight. We're going to have Iron Man 2.0. Thor is turning into Journey into Mystery. We're going to have a vampire comic book. They may bring back Nathan Summers. You know, like, or uh, who's X-Man? What's his name? Nate Gray. Nate Gray. You know, like, all these people are going to have their own book, and yet, are we canceling any books? I thought that Marvel had said, okay, we're going to 
you know, we're going to consolidate a little bit. I mean, we got how many Avengers titles? How many X-Men titles? Hercules is coming back, too. Oh, you're right. I saw that. <laughs> God, I want to stab myself in the eye. How many How many Hulk books do we have? Like, yeah. what are we doing? <laughs> it, it, it's ridiculous. I, I how, Are they cutting out books? And if they are, are they cutting out good books to make way for this might work? Well, I think they're going to end up cutting out all these. The only one I see sticking is going to be Thor, because you got to have a Thor title. But yeah, but then I mean, are they going to cancel Journey in the Mystery, or is Journey in the Mystery going to turn back into Thor? What I, I don't know. I mean, either way, there's going to be a Thor title, but I don't see Moon Knight and the second Thor title sticking around. And uh, see, I would, know, I would both. really love, I would really love Moon Knight to stick around because I thought it was a great book, and I would love to see what Bendis and Maliev can do with it but Thor didn't have a title for a long time he was I mean when Straczynski picked it up it started back at Thor number one and it, he because he was dead well yeah yeah it's kind of hard, hard to have a book when you're dead I'm just saying but Captain America did so yeah for two and a half years <laughs> wow. all right all right well we got some questions from the body politic and we'll just hit these real quick if this is cool with you if you want to put any detail on this some of this stuff has to do with 616 some of this stuff has to do with other stuff some of it doesn't even have anything to do with comics i know (laughs) are we ready for this yeah i'm with you though quick short to the point because we still have our tina you know it okay uh, question number one, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Any thoughts? Not, Never been a big fan of those. You know what? I loved Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Uh, I only played it in the arcade. And if this is released for Wii, I may consider getting it. But um, I, don't, I don't play video games all that much. I just don't have the time. So I'm really excited that it will be awesome. But I don't see myself playing a whole lot. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. What? That's it? What? What? Did, um, cinnamon. What do you want me to say? Cinnamon. That's disgusting. I think I my. Know. I I I like Supreme better than anything, but Ooh. if I had to pick one, I really actually do like anchovies. <gasps> you like anchovies and you don't like ice cream. Yes, thanks for bringing that back up. Yes, yes, I like anchovies, and I think ice cream is gross because it melts. You have to drink it. It's disgusting. Uh, I'm going to send the Ninja Turtles over to beat you up. I don't believe in them, so they have no power over me. All right. <laughs> um, okay, Who? I'm, this one, I'm going to let you answer, all right? Who is hotter? And I don't know the definition of hot. Uh, Tina Turner in, th- in uh, Thunderdome. Or Storm, Halle Berry Storm in the X-Men movies. I'm going to go with who's cooler. Because I I just don't look at... I, I've never looked at Tina as hot. She's just been like... Oh, she's awesome. fantastic. She's got the hair and those legs. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, I mean, I think she's a very good-looking woman. And she has... Dude, did you see my Facebook page today? She just got voted sexiest legs in the world again. Again? And she's 71. 
You know what? I, holy cow. Yeah. All right. First I'm going to go all, with Tina and Thunderdome. First of all, no one voted on my legs. No one even saw them. So I don't know how you <laughs> could say that the sexiest legs in the world. And secondly, 71. Good night. Well done. Well yeah, done. She beat, she beat Jennifer Aniston and Beyonce for second and third place. Good night. Well, Miss Jacqueline's going to be interested in that. I'll let her know. And she <laughs> might have a few choice words. Dude, for the, the picture that you put up for the webcast, you should take a picture of your legs. Oh, I, should I do that for everyone? You know, oh, well, you know how you'd like do a little different, like uh, you put different pictures together. You could yes. put like your legs right by like a picture, like put your legs in the same pose as a picture of Tina's legs. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm gonna put, I'm gonna splice my legs on under Tina. <laughs> or you could do that. Oh, gross, man. That's just oh, make people throw up. We're gonna lose so many followers. All right, all right. Did you even answer this? Oh, you said Tina. Tina. Okay. All right. Pie or cake? What do you think? No, it's what you. What? What you? I know. I'm answering all the questions first. I was gonna let you answer some. Oh, okay. All right. Don't get don't get don't get angry. <laughs> See, I used to like cherry pie a lot as a kid, but then again, it's just it's just too messy. And so, well, see, all right. This is gonna sound stupid, but I got a medical condition where it's very difficult. Like things get stuck in my throat all the time. Mm-hmm. Called dysphagia, uh, I think. And so, cake is actually hard to eat because of all the crumbs and everything. Oh. So I'm going to have to go with pie. I think I'm with you, pie. Any particular reason? I mean, I just gave my medical history. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Because I have a medical condition that I can only eat words that start with food that start with P. Pepperoni. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's terrible. <laughs> no, I, I just like, I don't like cherry pie, but give me a banana cream pie or a strawberry pie or a chocolate pie any day of the week. And Pop is happy. All three of those sound disgusting. Okay. All right. <laughs> Ice cream pie. <laughs> yeah, gross. All right. The Star Jammers, should they have their own book or yes or no? Oh, yeah. I miss those guys. You, really? Are you serious? You want them to have their own book? Havoc, Polaris, Marvel Girl? Oh, yeah. Those aren't the Star Jammers. Oh, you mean like Corsair and Hepzibah and Chode? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love them, too. But you didn't read any of the cosmic stuff, and they were in the cosmic stuff. I I read um when well, Cor- Corsair died in the Uncanny X Men. I read that. Yeah, but they were the Star Jammers were in the um the Annihilation War and the or the the Reign of Kings. Yeah, but if I didn't read the whole thing, I wouldn't understand what was going on. Oh, so you don't love them that much. It's not Storm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you right. think? Old Star Jammers, new Star Jammers? Yes, no. No, I, I don't. I don't think they should. Um, I I like Gladiator, but that's about it. And I, he's not even a Star Jammer, right? Yeah. No. Uh. Uh-uh. He's Imperial Guard. R- oh, obviously, right. Um, <laughs> should the X Men in space come home or not? Yes. You want them home? Yes. I, th- I think that there's better opportunities for storytelling if they're out there. I think we could have an X-Men cosmic book. Oh, it's always so dark out there. That's, I mean, that's true because you're away from the light source. Yeah, that's why I hate space stories is everything's always so dark. Like, go to a planet where they have a sun. 
God. Yeah, I guess actually space stories would be like ocean stories. Well, it's always yeah. so wet. It's always there's always water everywhere. Because if you land on an island, then it's not a ocean story anymore. It becomes a regular story. So if you're yeah. on a planet, it's not a cosmic story anymore. It's exactly. I don't know if you've watched any Superhero Squad this season, but it's all in space, and it's like awful. I hate it. It's all in space. Yeah, because Thanos is the villain this year because uh, he's trying to put together the Infinity Gems on the glove, gotcha. Infinity Gauntlet, and so everything's in space but like two episodes. I just don't care for it. That's sad state of affairs, my friend. But Amadeus Cho was in the last episode. And Are I you serious? Are you? I was ser- like, Andy wants to see this. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I actually don't really enjoy that show. Oh, I love it, but. <laughs> I'm really excited for the, um, the 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 Ultimate Spider-Man show to come out. That should be good. Have you been watching the Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes? No, I I don't have I don't have those channels. I gotta download them, and I haven't downloaded any of them. Oh my gosh! The second it comes out, I'm just like hooked. It's so good. Is it really? You? It is like, oh, it's like '90s X-Men good. It is really? so good. Is it that intricate of storylines and everything? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yost is just a freaking genius. Oh, dude. I, I can dropbox you a couple. Okay. All right. Um, legally, of course, obviously. Yeah, because they're not they're not out on DVD. It's not illegal to upload them from the t- television. I guess that's fair use. It's like a VCR, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not using them to make money or anything. Okay. All right, I'll take him. That'd be good. Um, at the end of Chaos War, who's coming back? And this said Alpha Flight was coming back. I don't think I got that from the. Did you read the Alpha Flight Chaos War thing? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. I hope nobody comes back. I hope everybody dies. But did you look at Chaos War number four or number five? No, I have not yet. They're all in it, and it looks like they're alive. Oh. Well, I haven't read it yet. I've been put. That's one of those I just don't care about. I hate Hercules. The <laughs> art is good in that, but dude, I hate Hercules. <laughs> I can't stand him. I think he's terrible. All right. Um, Puck in Hell. Wolverine goes to Hell. Do you know what this is? No. <laughs> that was okay. news to me. Dude, I, 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 whoever asked that question on the forum, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm, I'm I think I'm two issues behind on Wolverine goes to Hell. And I don't know who Puck is. All right. Uh, Puck the... Alpha Flight, the little midget. Oh. Is he in hell? Which leads us to our next question. <laughs> the cape. Oh. I mean, the question after that. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> Would you watch a TV show with dwarfs just because it had dwarfs? <laughs> Why not? Dwarfs are awesome. Wait, wh- why? What makes you say dwarfs are awesome? I mean, like, I guess I think of the the Morning Star sausage commercial where the little dwarf comes out and throws a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and then runs back in and slams the door. That's funny stuff. Okay, first of all, I've never seen that. And secondly... <laughs> I think that that's just a stupid concept for a show. I know the people <laughs> watch it because they have dwarfs in it. People would do it. Pe- 
people would, but that's dumb. Well, okay. Would you watch an X Men show if they were all dwarfs? That would be freaking awesome. It'd be like Superhero Squad, but live. No, no, Jared, (laughs) why? Why are you making my opinion go so low of you? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. That's You wouldn't watch a show with dwarfs. No, I would not. I would not. There's no reason to. It has to be plot and character driven. I mean, if it had a dwarf, that's fine, but... I'm not going to watch it because, oh, look, this show's got a dwarf. <laughs> I don't think it's, in you know, like politically incorrect. I just think it's stupid. <laughs> oh, so you think dwarfs are stupid? I think that watching a TV show <laughs> of dwarfs just because it has dwarfs is dumb. Yes. Well, they would have to do something. I mean, it would be really boring if it was a show of dwarfs just dwarfing it up. Thing. Like, Minute to Win It, Dwarf Edition. Or Wipeout, Dwarf Edition. <laughs> Wipeout, Dwarf Edition would actually be good. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I still wouldn't watch it. Oh, dude. I would tape it and have my friends over. I think clips of it would be funny, but, you know... All right, enough of this. Okay, have you watched <laughs> Have you watched The Cape? No. I have not either. Why have Have you not? It doesn't look interesting to me. Okay, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews. I heard that it's kind of like a, a vaudeville type feel to it. Hmm. And uh, you know, it's kind of old, so it's not your standard. Um, it's like supposed to be make believe, and I I would actually like to see a. Like, when I saw um, that they were doing it, I was like, this would be awesome, you know, if they did it a serious, like, Dark Knight type thing. But because it's supposed to be make-believe and sort of campy, I, I, I totally checked out. And so, uh, it, Body Politic, if we're wrong about it, let us know so we can start to watch it. But, you know, I don't, I don't get TV. I don't have channels. I don't have cable. I don't have satellite. So... Um, I would have to make a concerted effort to go find it and watch. You don't it. have a TV. I don't have um, TV channels. None. No, none. You know that there are five channels you can get for free. How? You like plug your your TV in and you get a pair of uh, rabbit ears. Yeah, well, I don't have rabbit ears. Well, I mean that's what Jennifer and I do. We just get the the basic six channels. Rabbit ears are like ten dollars at Walmart. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want that. I, don't, I mean, I don't care, you know. Hey, don't yell at me. No, I mean, I, I like, oh, I, 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 I watch a whole lot less TV because of it. Yeah, I understand. So, you know, I'm reading comics and playing with my kids. Sure. So, I mean, we sit down and we watch DVDs and stuff, but it, it it's, we don't have shows. I mean, the last show we had to watch was Lost, and we kind of got into Parks and Recreation um, mm-hmm. on Netflix stream because we have Netflix streaming, so you know, that's cool. Yeah, lots of TV shows there. Exactly. Um. Anyway, all right. Favorite A-list X-Men. Okay, are you gonna give us the results of the poll? Oh. Well, I reposted it again today. We got a couple more votes. Uh, Wolverine. One, 
and Gambit came in second. Really? Gambit second? Huh. Yeah. And then Nightcrawler. Poor, poor Nightcrawler. Yeah. I, it wasn't the result I expected. I mean, I expected Wolverine to win, but I think people still just love Gambit. Yeah, I can see that. He's just not that big right now. Yeah, that's maybe that's the thing. Like Maybe Marvel should pay attention more to what we want and... If they gave us a Gambit... I don't know. They've given us Gambit series in the past, and they've been canceled, so... Yeah, but I don't know if they should cater to... You know, to cater to to what the fans want. Well, to an extent. I mean, yeah. I mean, you you look at sales, and then that's how you kind of gear your stories. But if you just said, oh, we want stories about this, and you do it, and then it's like, okay, well, I'm not the writer. Where do you go from here? I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Are you are you getting tired? Oh man, it's so no. late. Oh goodness, no, it's only midnight. Oh, okay, all right, we'll, we'll go through this. Uh, retcon versus reboot. What's better? Uh, neither. No, you can't say neither. What is it? Uh, uh, explainable retcon. Okay, I'll see. That's what I. Everybody on the on Facebook was saying reboot, and. I was like, oh, no, I like an explainable retcon. I like a retcon, you know, some retcons I don't like, but if you go back and say, oh, this can give us yeah. a whole lot more stories, then I like that better because it's in continuity. I'm all about it. I, you got it. You know, the the reboot thing, I can't do it. In movies, I'm fine with it, but in my, in my comic books, I can't do it. Like, no. I'm pretty sure Iron Man rebooted um, – and they went through the whole origin again recently, right? Like four years ago? Well, yeah, because they kind of got to change that to, you know, come up with the times, I guess. Right, but like when extremists happened, didn't they re-go through a lot of the origin and everything? I don't remember. Okay, yeah, I was catching up at that point, and I forget actually who was writing that. Um, yeah, Like that kind of stuff, yeah. To, like, update, you know, how Forge lost his leg, you know, what war it was, or Punisher, that kind of stuff. I can understand, like, yeah, we have to change the name of the war. Yeah, well, I don't really like that. I think they say you should write correctly and and, and do better and say, okay, well, this war is going to change. Eventually it's going to be outdated. Let's just call it a a fictitious war or something like that. I think it's difficult for somebody like Magneto because he survived the Holocaust. Right, but I just automatically assume that time passes differently and people age differently in the 616. Yeah, there's no time, I guess. I mean, that's the only way you can make it happen. Yeah, time is always a sticky issue when it comes to comics. Right. All right, uh, where is Michael Smith's hat? Do you know? Well, you know, if he wins the contest, maybe he can get his logo on the hat instead of a t-shirt. Ooh, good call. Michael Smith called out by Jared Mayo. Oh, eat right. it, Michael Smith. Whoa, whoa, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, will X-Force be able to stay under the radar of Steve Rogers? And does Wolverine, being on the Avengers, give them a pass if they can't stay underneath the radar? I don't see an X-Force-Steve Rogers crossover, do you? No, I don't. I was going to say as... That's what I was going to say. If you're talking strictly continuity in story, 
Um, I think that he would eventually find out about it. But um, as far as writers and editorial, I don't think that that's something that they should even fool with. Because yeah. you're going to cut out one of your best X books, and there's no way that Steve's going to allow it to keep happening. Yeah, I agree. And he'd have to go after Cyclops, too, for sanctioning the first X-Force, you know? Yeah. Well done, Scott. <laughs> so, I mean, that's something I don't want to see, and that's actually, you know, as, as much of a real lifer as I am, how I would love everybody to interact in real I I really think that that would be a bad idea to write that. Now, if they decide that they're going to cancel X-Force for some ridiculous reason, I think that would be a good way to end it. Right, right. But that would that could get messy. Yeah. All right. Um, is Blade a mutant? Nope. So he's just a half vampire, half... Because I thought he was half... I couldn't remember this one. He's just normal? Well, he's half, he's half vampire. Well, okay, his mom was bitten when she was pregnant for him, right? I believe so. Okay. This is more your universe. This is more Spidey-ish. Uh, yeah, but my exposure to Blade, most of it has to do with the, the uh, Spider-Man cartoon, so I kind of get mixed up. Mine too. <laughs> um, okay. Good questions. Keep them coming. Um, as you can see, the pie versus cake, they don't have to be comic-related as long as we can hit these um, pretty quickly. And uh, we'll take the main topics that everybody wants to hear about, and we will talk about those in State of the Union or current events. But I love the uh, the body politics segment where you guys get your questions answered. So, all right, on to the Tinas. The Tina Award. All right, Jared Mayo, the Tina Awards, arguably the best part of this show. Are you are you clapping? Don't wake up. I was yet. clapping. Don't wake Yay. up. All right. How many Tinas you got? Three. Three. I got three also. And you know what? Uh, I wrote them down, but I didn't write what they correlated to. So I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I'm gonna have to remember. Oh, I was so proud of myself. So does this mean you're gonna lie to get points? Yeah, absolutely. Here, hold on. I'm 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 doing it now. Uh. Okay, all right. Big sign. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Good. <laughs> I'm trying to like type fast. All right. You go first. All right. First one is... Let me get it. <laughs> you all that and you weren't ready? Come on. <laughs> all right. Killing the, me. The first one is Tina's Wish Make Me Over. Tina's Wish Make Me Over? What does that mean? Is that two songs? The song is called Tina's Wish, and in parentheses, Make Me Over. Tina's Wish. Tina's Wish. Go more, go more so for Make Me Over. Make Me Over. Make me over. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go with Age of X because every character got a makeover. Oh, totally. You led me astray. <laughs> you say that every time. You, you led you, me astray. 
We should really go back the past 26 episodes and see how many times you said, you've led me astray. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't remember saying that. It gets to the point in the show where I'm just so delirious. (laughs) Okay, all right. Dang it. Okay. Uh, A makeover because the X-Men are now serving and protecting. They're being proactive. The heroic age. Good night. Okay, what was our other one? The Avengers, because the Hood's getting a makeover? No, Andy. What did the Hood do to Madame Mask? Oh, oh. Took away yeah. all her scars. Yeah. Jeez, I'm Pete. All right, well, I <laughs> I lost that one. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, all right, this will be good, uh, Jared. This one's for you. Backstabbers. This one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> Backstabbers. Um, is that gonna be uh, Iron Man and Captain America and Steve Rogers? How so? Uh, because Iron Man, Steve thought that Iron Man and him were on the same page, but all this time Iron Man still had this secret with the Illuminati. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Dang it. Yep, thank you. Oh, the next one's tough. You you bide your time. Yeah, this one's probably tough for you too. Dang it, what? <laughs> one of the living. Uh, because so many mutants got killed in Age of X, and there's only a few left? Yeah, for the most part, yeah. It was just basically the whole issue, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. Good job. Thank you. No no clapping or celebrating? Thank you, all right, all right. Okay, here you go. You will not get this. (laughs) (laughs) Afterglow. Um, is it in X-Men number seven? Yes. Is it, um, Emma talking to Cyclops? Nope. Okay. Is it the PR? Nope. You're down to a third of point, buddy. Afterglow in X-Men number seven. I told you to take special note of it. Uh, I probably wasn't listening to you. <laughs> you probably <laughs> won't, because you said, I said, take special note of that, and you said, thank you. Oh, I don't know, man. What is it? Colossus shining in the sun after he stopped everybody, because oh he was so God. proud of himself. Dude, also, that's the I, between our Tina's. 
I try and go for like important parts of the story, and you're also, like, "Also, okay, I'm, I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Also, after the vampires, now they can shine as heroes." Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's Colossus. That is stretchier than Mister Fantastic, right there. Colossus, the Colossus standing there <laughs> with the metaphor. For the whole Curse of the Mutants being over, and now serve and protect. Oh, Andy. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, you, you, you didn't get that point. I get you. I get you. <laughs> you just wait till the next Tino Awards. I'm really oh, going to Oh, why? Right. What have I done to myself? <laughs> Two can play this game, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Heard it through the grapevine. Um, them going to New York to go check out something that was underneath the radar? No. The X-Men? No. The X-Men PR? How they're supposed to... Is it in the X-Men title? Nope. You tricked me. (laughs) I didn't trick you. I didn't tell you. No, but you usually do one for each. Oh, yeah, okay, I did trick you in that respect. <laughs> All right, um, Avengers 9. Mm-hmm. Them talking about the Inhuman Prisoner? No. Um, what the Illuminati does? Close. You're getting warmer. I lost this point. You got to tell me. Yeah, it was basically about, you know, Steve finding out about the Illuminati. Like, he's able to put the pieces together. He heard what was going on. You know, Iron Man was being shady and shifty. And it, it kind of all came to a boil. Aha, uh-huh, I see. All right. All right. All right, last one. 1984. Would that be Age of X Alpha? Yes, that is. For you want to put some clarification on that? Well, I mean, 1984 is kind of about like this awful society and how life is just not good like it used to be, and yes. that's kind of like how Age of X Alpha is now. All right, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Point. I win. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're Tina Awards. You're more familiar with Tina. I'm at a disadvantage. What you don't know what make me over means? I, I isn't it a makeover? Make me over. Like like make me again, make me a different way. Who know who knows what, dude? You used afterglow in a weird way, so I don't want to hear. What it. does make me over mean? Tell me. Yeah, somebody's being made over. Oh, okay, all right, yeah. Well, that, that's <laughs> what I thought. That I mean, I, my guesses were all about that. Not. Afterglow is because Colossus' skin 
was glowing. I told you to take special note of it. I I gave you a hint. I said, oh, and I want you to look at the vampires. So um, now they can see the light. (laughs) (laughs) I was having a hard time coming up. It was just funny. (laughs) Forgive me, Jared. Forgive me. No, dude, I was having a rough time, too. Jennifer helped me with Heard It Through the Grapevine. Oh, nice. Nice. I just, you know, I mean, maybe we need to invite Eric Lyncher and Charles Xavier back and... Oh, never again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I know we, uh, we've we reached the limits of this podcast. <laughs> this is Marvel 616 Politics, issue 27. Thank you for joining us for this very special occasion. You can look us up at marvel616politics.com or email us at marvel616politics at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at 616politics. Facebook us, marvel616politics. Oh, facebook.com slash marvel616politics. You can give us a call, ask us a question at 616-755-TINA. Right and on. we are sponsored by DCB Service, the best place to get your comic books for awesome discounts. Yes, indeed. And they, they've been shipping them early to me, too. And I got I got uh, a couple books, actually, are, are, are really early, a couple weeks early. So I don't know how that's possible. So. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, but I can't talk about them here because they're not 616. Somebody put a moratorium on my uh, Vertigo talk. Oh, I don't even know why you're ordering that crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, make yours Marvel 616 Politics. <laughs>